everyone, and welcome back to the Watch Dogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. This is episode 24. And this episode, we're going to talk about... I heard a couple of comments from people saying they actually liked me to introduce what the entire episode is going to be about. So I am going to do that this time. This time, I'm going to talk a little bit about what is communism. Then we'll talk about how Alvin Bragg has actually violated Donald Trump's Sixth Amendment rights. And then all about the Riley Gaines uh, speech at San Francisco State. But she was speaking there and, and some very tolerant activists decided to shout her down and physically abuse her and force her to be locked into a room for like three hours. So we'll get to that. But first of all, I want to talk about communism. Now, why am I talking about communism? There are aspects of communism happening here in the U.S. And I heard it best when I was listening to a Jesse Kelly show uh, about a year ago, I think it was. I was driving around and, and had the radio on and was flipping through. And Jesse Kelly, I like him. Uh, I like that he speaks plainly and that he's unashamed uh, about what he's talking about and, and pulls no punches and, and makes no apologies. I hope I can get that brave enough <laughs> eventually. I know my, my, uh, one of my listeners, my mother, actually said, uh, your last podcast is probably going to ruffle some feathers. <laughs> well, I'm here to ruffle feathers if it's what it takes to get things changed. I'm worried about what's going on in our country right now. Let me explain to you what communism is. And again, I got this example from Jesse Kelly, and I think it's absolutely perfect. Let's say you had a hundred islands and you were at war and you were able to conquer 99 of those islands. Now, most people would say, okay, all right, that's good. We got 99. We can let them have one island to live on, whatever, you know, we'll all just get along peacefully from now on. No, 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 no. That is not how a communist thinks. A communist wants all power and they will have even such a desire that you would call it a bloodlust to conquer that last island. No matter what it takes, no matter how many people have to die, no matter how many people have to be displaced, no matter how many lives are ruined and businesses are closed, communists have to control everything. So they will literally do everything in their power to conquer that last island. And then when at last they conquer everything. They control everything. Another fatal flaw of communism, and this has happened throughout history, well, the fir their first fatal flaw is they never know when to quit. And they always push too far. And they, uh, especially here in this country, when they push too far, people rise up and stop them. But like I said, the sad thing is... The Republicans, up until this point, have not been strong enough to fight back all the ground that they have lost. And so, like I said, you know, and I, I, I'm not saying 
the entire Democratic Party is communist, but they are being controlled by communist factions. I mean, honestly, think about it. Only one party wants to cancel those they disagree with. Only one party wants to unfriend and disassociate completely with someone who dares to have a different opinion. Only one party is attacking colored people in their own party and calling them Uncle Toms and traitors. Why is that? Why does the Democrat Party call people of color that are conservative or have different views? Why do they call them the black face of racism or Uncle Toms or complete traitors to their race? They're not allowed to have their own opinion. Also, and this is a big one, only one party wants to take away your ability to defend yourself against tyranny. Only one party wants to take away your rights. Only one party wants to actually eliminate parts of the Constitution or tear it up altogether. That Constitution, that brilliant document that created the most amazing country on earth, that gave the entire earth an example of freedom and what true freedom is. And lastly, and I think this is probably the most important, only one party won't allow a speaker that has opposing views to speak. They'll either shout them down with whistles and screams and yells and obscenities, or they'll actually get physically violent to prevent someone from expressing a different opinion. Can anyone tell me if there's any conservative or Republican groups that show up en masse and scream and yell and prevent liberal speakers from speaking? If there are, please let me know. And honestly, there may be a couple, but the majority actually want to hear other opinions. They disagree with them, but they still allow them to speak. There's a really big difference between Republicans and Democrats. And I think, um, oh, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Dan Bongino. I think it was Dan Bongino. When he speaks, he speaks very bluntly. But what he said made a lot of sense. Republicans think Democrats are people with bad ideas. But Democrats think Republicans are bad people with ideas. Think about that. The way Democrats see Republicans, it doesn't matter what their idea is. They're already going from the assumption that Republicans are bad people. So no matter what comes out of their mouth, it's wrong. It's evil. That's the way they look at it anyway. Now, another fatal flaw of communism is there is always going to be only one alpha. And that one alpha will destroy everyone under him or her. That's another fatal flaw of communism. It doesn't matter that they share the same ideology. It absolutely doesn't matter if they're in the same political party. One 
will eventually have to rule everything. This is just a warning to my Democrat friends. You may eventually get your wish. You may have a one-party government. Uh, The Democrats may eventually take over everything in this government. But you know what happens when that happens? Then they start turning on each other. It's happened throughout all history. Like I said, there can only be one. As, as the, the movie, The Highlander, there can be only one. That was my best Christopher Lambert impersonation. I hope you liked it. And if you're fans of that movie, uh, you'll definitely recognize it. But that's what's going to happen. Eventually, not only is this country going to be destroyed from the inside out, but eventually the Democrats will start turning on each other because it will inevitably happen. It always has throughout all history. Only one comes out on top and they have to destroy a lot of their own to get there. As the saying goes, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Another thing uh, I've heard a couple from a couple friends that I talk too slowly and too articulately. I took classes in college. I'm not going to tell you what I've majored in and, and uh, what industry I've been working in for the last almost 35 years, but I will tell you one of the classes that I was required to take was vocal production. In that vocal production class, I learned to be over-articulate about everything, and that just became something I was very proud of. I was very proud that I spoke very, very clearly and articulately. But now I understand that this kind of sometimes gets annoying when you're over-enunciating everything and trying to do everything super slowly and making emphasis on everything. So I will try not to do that anymore. I'll try and lump more words together in uh, larger quantities so that I'm not talking like this throughout the entire podcast. I know that's totally boring, totally annoying, but I do want you guys to understand that I do read the emails. So if you write me, drew at the watchdogsbark.com, I will read all the emails. Like I said, I will never expose anyone's identity in my podcasts. I may read your emails, but I will never say who wrote it and write the, the name unless you actually specifically ask me to, then I will. I'll be glad to read your name saying this is, you know, Jane from Sioux Falls, whatever. I will gladly do that if you want to be recognized in my podcast. Other than that, I will not do that at all. I will always keep you anonymous so you can write me and write anything you want. All right. So again, we have people in this country that are ruled by communist ideology, and they want the government to control and own everything. They actually believe that a group of elected bureaucrats and some non-elected bureaucrats can make better decisions for you and your family than you can. That's why they're doing what they are in our education system and in our judicial system, and in our elections. One of the things the left is really going after is our Second Amendment rights. 
they are trying to convince everyone that we don't need the Second Amendment anymore, that it was created when, you know, we only had muskets and and, uh, flint and gunpowder packets and, you know, that you had to stuff yourself. They don't understand there were two, maybe three semi-automatic weapons available at the time. As a matter of fact, Thomas Jefferson bought one of them. But what the left doesn't understand is the Second Amendment is not there for hunting to give us, you know, the right to have guns for hunting or really for personal protection, but it's for protection against tyranny. Not only tyranny from our government, but tyranny from other governments. It's the reason why we have never had an army invade our shores since the Constitution was written. Every single enemy we have around the world knows that they cannot invade our shores with their armies because we are armed to the teeth. It's called a deterrent. And that is the primary reason for the Second Amendment. It is a deterrent against tyranny. Oh, and by the way, I've heard it said many times, and I have to agree, without the Second Amendment, we wouldn't be able to defend our First Amendment rights. And while we're talking about the Constitution, let's move on to the next topic. And I want to let you know why Alvin Bragg has violated Donald Trump's Sixth Amendment's rights. Basically, the Sixth Amendment reads, In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the rights to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for the obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Basically, Alvin Bragg has told us what the misdemeanor is, and that's basically the crime that he committed when he paid back Michael Cohn, supposedly, the $130,000 that was paid to Stormy Daniels so she wouldn't come forward and bring forward these alleged sexual allegations against Trump before the election. But what Bragg has not done is he he has not provided full disclosure of all the charges or the state felony that he has committed so that he can tie all of this together. And he said in his press conference that he didn't need to do that at this time. No, actually, uh, Alvin Bragg, you need to do that. Uh, As a prosecuting attorney, you should know that. You should have read the Sixth Amendment that says that all defendants have the right to know what they're being charged, by whom they're being charged, and to what extent they're being charged. And you have not been forthcoming in all of that information thus far. And I know Congressman Jim Jordan has subpoenaed Alvin Bragg to come forward, come in front of the House Judiciary Committee, which he is the head of. And I don't know if Jim Jordan has the authority to do that. But because Alvin Bragg's trying to make this a federal charge, I would think, yes, Jim Jordan does have the right to Uh, call him to defend why he isn't providing all of the charges and exactly what his motives are in charging Donald Trump for these crimes. 
So it will be interesting to see how this all works out in the next few years. It's probably going to be. Remember, justice is slow. Always has been. Uh, And again, I love how the judge said he wanted to move through this very expeditiously and then set the next hearing to be December 4th. Yeah, that's not expeditiously, but anyway. We know now the judge that's in charge of this trial has donated to the Democrat Party and donated to Joe Biden's campaign in 2020. This could be construed as partiality, and it may turn out where this judge might have to recuse himself and get another judge that will be more impartial. We'll see. So, yeah, that explains the bias. And I, like I said, I don't think Donald Trump can get a fair trial in Manhattan. Although I, I must admit, I've heard a couple of arguments against that where people that are on juries take it very seriously. When you're called to serve on a jury, you know, it's a much more serious thing than just talking about it in public and being a part of the court of public opinion. That always is bias. But people tend to take it a little more with a little more gravity. Uh, when they're actually serving on the jury. So maybe, but I think it would still be wise of Donald Trump's defense team to try and move it to Long Island or Staten Island because they seem to be a little more Trump-friendly there. Okay, now I want to talk about what's going on in our college sports. And actually, it's seeping down to high school too, which is really sad. If it goes the other way to Olympics and stuff, I think, sadly, women's sports may be looking at the end. It may be five years from now, three years, five years, maybe 10 years, but eventually women's sports is going to be filled with all trans women, all men, all biologically born men. And they do have an advantage, skeletal, muscular, uh, tighter tendons, um, longer reach, uh, bigger hands. You know, there's so many different advantages that men have over women physically that it's not fair. And this is about fairness. It's not about discrimination. It's about fairness. There's a reason why we have weight classes in wrestling, why we have weight classes in boxing, why we don't allow college students to compete with the uh, Little League baseball teams, there's a reason. It's called a physical advantage. When a man goes through puberty, that boost of testosterone builds muscle mass, bone density, because they're going to have a physical advantage. And just like we're not going to allow 18 and 19-year-old boys to compete against 8 and 9-year-old boys, that's not fair. It's exactly the same thing with what's going on in college and sadly some high school sports that are allowing naturally born men who are identifying as women to compete against women in women's sports. And it's now quite obvious the left does not care about what's fair to the girls. The the case of Riley Gaines and Leah Thomas, all right, This is ridiculous. And I I think I talked about, I touched on this uh, just a little bit in another podcast, but I want to go into more detail. When Riley Gaines was first matched against Thomas, 
it was in a championship. And Leah Thomas, who was Liam, no, William, Will Thomas, uh, he competed as a male at the University of Pennsylvania from 2017 to 2020, where he ranked about 450th nationwide, I think is what his ranking was. And then when he declared himself a girl and decided to compete against women, he's shattering all records. You have to think about this logically, my friends. Really, honestly, think about this logically. These poor girls, they train for years and years and years just to try and shave a half a second, a full second, and heaven forbid, two seconds off their best time. And then some guy comes along who was ranked 450th in the men's competition, and he smokes them all by 30 seconds, I think, the first time they swam together that Leah, Leah Thomas actually finished so fast. Uh, one of the commentators said, well, uh, Leah Thomas was able to finish the race, get out, dry off, and wait by the uh, dive stand for the other girls to finish their race. This is not, I mean, think about this, okay? Leah Thomas is six foot three and a half, 220 pounds. And he's competing against women that are like five, three, five, four, five, five, 130, 140, 150 pounds. They're solid muscle. And Leah Thomas is just got a much longer reach, much bigger hands, much stronger muscles much tighter tendons. It's just absolutely not fair. And I swear, if we don't stand up and stop this, it will be the end of female sports because all of female sports will be dominated by trans women. What I seriously want to know is where are the feminists? Where are the women that fought for decades and decades for women's rights? What about Title IX that's trying to uh, prevent this kind of thing happening and protecting women's sports? Where is everybody against that? Everybody that wants to say something is too afraid to because the LGBTQIA plus minus dollar sign asterisk uh, apostrophe, whatever. It's the ever-expanding acronym. They are militant. They will force their beliefs on others. And I know they say, well, religions force their beliefs. No. Religions tell you what they believe is right and wrong. You still have the choice. When you show up and scream and yell and blow whistles and physically and verbally abuse people you disagree with, that's a problem. And that is not tolerance. And again, I really am trying to understand. I can't understand how so many people think it is more compassionate to enable someone who is suffering from gender dysphoria, not get them therapy, not help them live with the body that God created for them and that they were born with, but to enable this mental disorder, allow them to disfigure their bodies cut off their, you know, do double mastectomies as teenage girls, cut off their penises as boys, all that 
so that they'll feel comfortable in their delusion. And I'm sorry, that's what it is. It's a delusion. Just as, and I know I've talked about this before, but it's, it's, it bears mentioning again. There's a disease called body identity integrity disorder. And that you really believe that you were born with one too many legs or one too many arms or one too many ears or uh, 10 too many fingers. And you believe with all of your heart, every fiber of your being, that if someone would just cut off a leg or cut off an arm or cut a finger off or an ear off or something like that, you would be happier that you were actually supposed to be born with only one leg or only one arm and all that. Do we send them off to surgery and say, okay, yep, okay, we'll take off that right leg. Oh, it's the right leg? Okay, no problem. And do we amputate that leg? No, we send them to therapy. That's what therapy is for. There is no shame and no, no stigma. There shouldn't be anyway. There shouldn't be any stigma with mental illness. It's a problem. It's a problem that needs therapy, that needs to be solved that way. It is not a physical problem. And I am getting to the point where I am fed up. I'm absolutely fed up with people that believe it is more compassionate and more kind and more friendly. And we're doing more for someone who's suffering from gender dysphoria by enabling that and allowing them to take puberty blockers and, and mutilate their bodies as opposed to getting them therapy and help them live a normal, happy life. So again, when Leah Thomas swam against Riley Gaines, it wasn't fair. And Riley Gaines doesn't deserve the ridicule she's getting. But you know what? With the trans activists, I won't say the trans community. I, I, I know at least one trans person. Uh, and I, I have nothing against trans people that are adults, like I said. I have a lot against adults trying to convince children who may be going through mental issues or may have had a, a parents divorced and, and they don't know how to feel. And they send them to these activist counselors and the counselors say, oh, you must be a member of the other gender. Oh, well, let's schedule you to start puberty blockers right away. And uh, if you're a little 14-year-old girl, Oh, I've got a friend that's a surgeon. He can take those breasts off for you. So you'll never have to worry about those breasts that women have to worry about because you're a man. And then the same thing with a young boy that doesn't know any better, that may be suffering from major problems in their life and emotional and mental problems. But again, another activist counselor will send them off and say, oh, I have a friend, you know, he can cut off your penis and we can make a vagina out of that because you're really a girl. And, and if we stop the puberty, you know, then you'll never have to be burdened with a, the huge load of testosterone that's going to make you go, ooh, icky facial hair. And, and, you know, your muscles are going to get really big and thick and gross. And, you know, that's the problem. We have activists for teachers and counselors. We don't have teachers and counselors that have the child's best interest in mind. And we certainly don't have school boards and teachers and counselors that have parents' best interest in mind. 
As a matter of fact, we I hear over and over and over again about these activist counselors and teachers and administrators telling children not to tell their parents about their new name and new identity because they wouldn't understand. Your parents are bigots. Your parents are racist. Your parents are, are uh, transphobes. You know, they would, they'll never accept you. So don't tell your parents. That is not fair. Even if their parents choose not to accept it, they should at least be given that opportunity to shine. I believe nine times out of 10 or more, parents will do the right thing. Parents will do what's best for their child. And there is a special place in hell for the people that are trying to convince children not to trust their parents and to transition without their parents' consent or knowledge and taking advantage of mentally ill and emotionally damaged children. All right. Okay. Well, that's all I want to say on that. (laughs) As you can tell, I get a little riled up. This one, this one really upsets me. This one and abortion. I'm sorry. I, I have actually very unique um, views on abortion and I'll tell you about them in a future episode. But basically there are people putting science and ideology and ritualistic things ahead of religion. They're trying to belittle Christianity and trying to lessen the role of God in people's lives. And it's just disturbing to me. And I know why it's happening, because the left wants to destroy any pillar of strength that you have in your life. Your faith gives you strength. Your family gives you strength. Your friendships give you strength. Your beliefs give you strength. They want to destroy anything that provides strength and stability to make everyone insecure and uncomfortable so the government can swoop in and save you. The only higher power they want you accountable to is the government. They don't want you to have any morals. They don't want you to have any standards. They want to destroy everything that provides strength and stability in your life. But my friends, we cannot let them do it. We know what they're doing. We know what the plan is, and we can stop it, but we have to all stand together and be strong now. All right, as this is Easter weekend, I just want to leave you with this. I read an article recently where a group of scientists actually did carbon dating and radiation measurements on the shroud that Jesus was buried in. And I don't know if it's the Shroud of Turin or if it's another one, but from what I understand, it was the one he was buried in. And they said for the shroud to turn that color and create that pattern, an enormous amount of energy had to be released. It had to be a instant burst of energy in the megawatts. So I read that and it just basically restored my faith. I do believe in God. I I believe in his son, Jesus Christ. And I believe that he rose again after being crucified 
for our sins. I believe that all religions have good in them. I really do. I don't care if you who you worship or what you worship, but we need to have someone or something that we are accountable to. That's my message for you. Find something. If it's religion, great. If it's spirituality, fine. If it's, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. But you need to find something that you're accountable to or someone you're accountable to because that helps you stay focused on what is right and what is wrong. We've lost that here in this country and around the world. And I hope that we find a way to get it back. I really do. So stay strong. Pray, because I do believe God answers prayers. Maybe not in your time and the timing you want, but in the timing that you need. And with that, I will wish you adieu. (laughs) Until the next episode, create an amazing day.